there's a great fitting story to this club. Now let's talk a little bit about the slider. And let's dive into the fitting aspects of this club. This is Tinkering 201. You heard it here first. Some golfers aren't going to be sure which driver head they should go to. Let's start talking about that. I like them straight. I like them long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ, enough chit-chat. This is the Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Hey, everybody. This is the Fitting Room Podcast, and I am your host, AJ Volpel, alongside Nate Adelman. Nate, it is part four. Part four of your fitting questions. Community mailbag. I, we don't know exactly how many parts this is going to go, no. but I kind of think it's going to be in the 10 to 12 range because we have so many questions people want to know about. That's awesome. And you know what? My favorite part about these uh, mailbag questions, Nate, is that we're not on a topic. It's a little health skelta, you know? That's kind of the way... I like to live my life a little bit, you know? And it's it kind all, of a metaphor. It also makes selecting our guests a little harder, and we have to have someone that really knows what he's talking about or what she's talking about. And in this case, uh, <laughs> not a surprise to those of you who listened to parts one, two, and three, but Steven, he spent multiple years out on the, on the fitting truck, going around the country fitting people, regardless of what club it is. The kid knows a lot. He, he might know more than you. He might know he more might. than you, Nate. He, he, he probably does, actually, in fact. And he even jumped in there when he wasn't even supposed to. You can't stop the <laughs> Nate man. Told, you can't Nate stop told him. him not to speak until he was introduced, but mm. he got a little jumpy. Hey, he's excited for part four. You know, it. he was invited back. The guy knows his stuff. We're going to answer a ton of fitting questions. So if you haven't listened to the first three parts, there's a lot of good stuff there. And the best part about the Fitting Room podcasts are that if you go in the description, you could jump to whatever topic that intrigues you because we timestamp each important topic. So you don't even have to listen to the whole thing even though Nate really, really wants you to. Is that right? Uh, well, you should listen to the whole thing because we've timed them perfectly to listen to while you're at the gym for running three miles. So you're getting shape. Right. Run three miles. It's a 5K, I believe, actually. Yeah, we got a fi- Yeah, this is a podcast for a 5K. That's right. All right, cool. So uh, before we get... Two, Stephen, and more fitting questions. Uh, well, one, you could a- you could ask your questions on the fitting corner thread in the Callaway community, callawaygolf.com slash community. I'm sure you know that by now because we talk about it all the time. Um, but you got to check out the brand new redesigned, revamped Callaway website. You'll notice a brand new homepage. All the post pages are different. So go check that out. Tell us what you think about it. So uh, hit us up on Twitter at Callaway Golf or Instagram or wherever you uh, do your social. You know what I like about our new pages? What do you love? That now on the product page, which used to be more about like what or like the shopping cart or configurator, right? There's actually a lot more fitting info on those pages. So you don't need to go to the other previous fitting page. Uh, it's all in one place and it looks much cooler. See how influential we are, Nate? Yeah. We are quite influential. I mean, hey, Harry says it himself, so. Right. You know, so we're not uh, we're not blowing smoke here. Uh, so without further ado, let's get to part four of your fitting questions right meow. In the market for new clubs, but aren't sure which ones you should be playing? Head on over to CallawayGolf.com slash custom fitting and try out one of our selector tools. It's quick, fun, and pretty much does all the thinking for you. That's CallawayGolf.com slash custom fitting. Now back to Nate and AJ. All right. And we are back. Uh, we are back with our favorite, favorite fitting room question mailbag guest. And that is Stephen. Nate, is he allowed to speak? Stephen, you are now permitted to <laughs> oh, speak. Uh, whoa, whoa. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Hey, hey guys. What's up? What's going on? 
Well, Stephen, as you know, we got lots of questions, so rather than talk about the questions, let's get into them. Let's get after it. And it is always my duty, uh, my esteemed duty, to read the questions. So I will start it off with Rick M., our boy on the Callaway community. He's a good friend of ours, uh, very active, and he asks, I have a metal X-milled putter. It has three different sets of weights, 10 grams, 15 grams, 20 grams. Can you mismatch weight to enhance your stroke tendencies? Uh, Rick M says he tends to push more than pull. So do I put a 20 gram on the toe and 10 gram in the heel or is it the exact opposite? It's actually a really cool question because I don't think we've ever gotten a question like this before. And it's not super straightforward either, unfortunately. So, okay, there's two things that there's two ways this might play out. The first is it's about toe hang. Toe hang tends to uh, be the cause of how much the putter will open and close uh, at impact. So if you're typically missing to the right with like, let's say a face balance putter, that's cause there's not enough toe hang. So if you go to one, like our number one or number nine, you can usually move those misses. However, on a normal golf club, the more weight along the axis of the shaft, the faster the club head will close. So the reason why it's not so, it's, it's not so obvious is it kind of depends on how you grip the club and how tightly are you putting with your hands or do you putt with your shoulder or do you grip tight and putt with your shoulders? It, the other thing to keep in mind too is where the strike is. So if it's you know dead center, then that's a little bit different than let's say if you miss on the toe or if you miss it on the heel all the time because that can play a little bit as to where you put the weight. So yeah, so I would recommend uh, the answer is yes, you can do it and mm-hmm. it will make a difference, but it somewhat depends on your stroke. So I would try it both ways and see which one it works on. But if you are a putter with loose hands and you let the putter flow, then moving that to the toe will close the face more because you're giving it more toe hang. Right, right. it comes in and then I'm trying to like picture it. Yeah, right, that toe kind of closes in. toe will release. Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, oh oh my gosh, we have a follow-up from Rick M. Whoa. Is the next question. Rick M also would like to know how to keep your grooves fresh. I can't replace my, I can't replace some stuff at the tour truck. Uh, I bet there are some cool tricks out there uh, the pros use to make their clubs a bit more sporty. Yeah, well, one <laughs> is having a caddy and cleaning it every shot. Yeah, um, yeah. But do you guys have just, any tricks to well, some fresh grooves? The other thing tour players can do is just get new wedges. Right, every right. single time. But Yes. Right. I, I like the good old-fashioned way is, you know, you just get get some uh, get some water and, and get a rag, clean up, clean them up nice and, and good, and then use just a tee to kind of clear out the grooves. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's no really special tricks unless Nate has... Uh, <laughs> well, Nate's always got something. Unless Nate has something you. else that he likes to do. <laughs> well, but. That, to me, that's normal maintenance. But if you need, like, a, you know, a refurb, uh, I think a couple ways to do it. Obviously, the brush with the brass bristle brush. Yep. Brass bristles won't scratch. Steel bristles might. So just keep that in mind. You want brass. It's softer than steel. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that works, especially on the wedges uh, like the black ones that are not plated, the unplated wedges can tend to collect a little bit of gunk over time. So if you soak those in like a little bit of acid for a few hours. <laughs> where are you, oh getting, this? Where are you so, getting acid from? Well, uh, white vinegar is always a good option. Oh, white vinegar. Uh, Coca-Cola. If you've seen a Coke clean a penny or something like that, yeah. uh, I just wouldn't leave it in there overnight with coke because it'll literally put <laughs> holes in your metal but but if you leave it in vinegar or coke for even just one hour and then wipe it down that usually gets a little bit of that deeper gunk off are these tried and true methods steve steven do you think he's just making this up you know what? if you want to go that extreme you can but if you've got any sort of rust or anything you know steel wool works 
just as good and it's quicker. So up to you guys. Uh, you know, there's a lot of options out there. If you find something else that, that you've tried and, and it's different, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Well, listen, Rick M., I really want you to try the uh, the white vinegar method. It's and good. please let us know how that works out because I'm uh, very curious myself. Don't so. make any uh, crazy fumes up there in your You'll in your house. see. No, that's why I use vinegar and not like uh, bleach. Don't use well, bleach. Well, yeah, you yeah, could, you could clean your clubs and then you could make a salad with it. It's, exactly. it's perfect. Two birds, <laughs> one stone. It's amazing. All right. Next question, question number three. This is from Drew, F-O. Drew, I'd love to see a topic on shaft weights for driver and wood fitting. As a club head, as the club head gets lighter, are you better off with a heavier shaft and vice versa? What determines whether a shaft is too heavy or too light? So I think he's asking um, if the head, if there should be some sort of um, relationship between the head weight and the shaft weight. Mm. Stephen? Well, actually, what's what's kind of funny about this one is that I was working with uh, Garrett Palm there in our test center uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were kind of uh, doing a couple things, and I had mentioned to him, like, hey, you know, I kind of want to try a, a lighter shaft. End up going with, like, a 50-gram X, mm. which is kind of rare, but unfortunately, I kind of oh, need that. Oh, you're a little <laughs> tough guy with your X, huh? Yeah, I know. I still need that X and the, that label there, but <laughs> he had mentioned to me that if you actually go lighter in the shaft, I was... You know, talking to him, I was like saying, "Hey, well, you know, can I keep it? Is it gonna is the head gonna essentially be heavier because the shaft is, you know, um, lighter?" And he goes, "You actually probably want to put more more weight in the head." Mm -hmm. So, and I was kind of surprised. So, uh, it comes out to total swing weight, obviously, and then the static swing weight. So, those are a couple things to keep in mind. But his recommendation to me was to get that swing weight uh, where it needed to be. I needed some you know, just a couple grams more in the head. So, yeah. So overall weight is a hugely important with the club because that's going to be determining like your trade-off between control and speed. So I think the easiest way to add overall weight is in the shaft because you can add weight that's balanced across the entire club so it doesn't add a lot to the swing weight. Right. So if you say, oh, I need to add 15 grams overall weight and you do it in the head, you're going to have a sledgehammer, right? You're right. going to have an E2 driver. Right. You got so, to you gotta see, obviously, where you want to add that weight. And that's why when you go and do you know, a swing weight test or put on the scale or whatever. That's why everyone asks, you know, how much, how much does the grip weigh? How much does the shaft weigh? And those pieces and components combined, uh, obviously make up the total club before it's actually assembled. So in terms of the order of operations, that's exactly it. In terms of the order of operations, you want to go with, figure out your shaft weight first, which will help determine your overall weight. And then when you go swing weight it, then you know how much you need to add to the head to add weight back or take weight away. Right. And that, and even a step further than that too is obviously knowing, you know, how many wraps of tape if you want to get that crazy to obviously the the playing length of the club. So right. it, it's all little pieces that add up to the the total the total club, which is huge. Yeah, but what if Drew? How how does Drew figure out his swing weight? Like he doesn't have a you know scale like we do, or you know the resources. The, the best way to do that, honestly, is to take it to a local shop. Yeah. It's it's nearly impossible to say, okay, I have this model shaft and this grip and this head. What's the swing weight at this length? Right. And, can, and, and what, and what is, and is that good for me? You actually right. have to swing. And the other part of that too, is if things change in that particular swing. So if you're not swinging as fast or you don't load it as, uh, as hard as you used to, or things happen, that's why, you know, there's an ability or obviously you can just change your shaft depending on where your game is at for a given season or even a given month. It just depends on where you're at. Yeah. So I think to summarize, there isn't necessarily a rule that if you go heavier shaft, you need lighter head or vice versa. Right, right. It's rather 
figure out what weight is right for you. And the question he asked about too heavy or too light is if it's too light, it's harder to control. Mm -hmm. And if it's too heavy, it's harder to swing fast. Uh, and also if it's too heavy, you can't control it too. Cause the weight is carrying it down. So weight is really the most important thing, overall weight. And then once you f the do that with the shaft, because when you at change a heavier shaft, it, it only has a very minor effect on swing weight. Mm -hmm. uh, then you can fine tune it with the weight in the head. All right, moving on. Chuck H, our guy, Chuck H. I'd like to know if there's anything you could do to help me get fit back into my 34 waist pants. <laughs> Nate, I'm, I'm, I'm teeing this up for you. Um, well, AJ, you're the fitness guy. Yeah, I was here. just gonna say. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the, or you're I a think fitness if, guy. If, if anyone oh, here, you have the man. you have the tiniest waist out of any of us. Oh, what a what take! Are you, what are you, 28 you now? Know, you know, 20, 26, 28. I'm not a little girl here, Nate. All right. <laughs> what we should do is actually get. I'm like a 30. A, okay, no I'm kidding. I'm a 32. Get like a camp together, right? And then someone you could essentially run the camp like once a month. I would do it. Like one uh, week boot like camp, boot camp, Callaway yeah. boot camp. Listen, if Chuck is willing to fly from New Jersey. Um, once a month, I am more than willing to whip his butt into shape, if, all right? If, if banging balls at the range got you a six-pack, I'd be ripped. I'll tell you. I was going to give that advice to Chuck. Uh, Take a thousand swings a day, Chuck. You'll definitely uh, burn some yeah. calories that way. And, and it'll be fun, too. So <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be some good action. All right, let's move along. Um, Todd T., Todd T says, hey, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, no problem, anytime. Uh, my question was regards to my dad, who is older and just took up the game. His starter set is steel, and I haven't seen him swing yet, but I was just thinking with the aches and pains um, if graphite might be the way to go for him instead of steel. Uh, once he has a better handle on the game and some lessons, I want to get him fitted for some clubs. Uh, so Pops has uh, steel-shafted irons, and Todd T is wondering, huh, is that going to hurt uh, Pop's back, or is that going to you know, make him make a little more? Steven, what do you say? Yeah, Todd T., great question there. Um, first and foremost, I can't really say without obviously seeing, right. but the first thing, no matter if you're a starter or wh whoever you are, always get fit. That's rule number one. No matter if you don't have a swing or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of times where it's just like buying a suit. You could buy a suit off the rack, great, but if you want something mm -hmm. that's actually going to fit you, uh, that you can actually work with and then obviously change as you progress, you got to get fit. That's first and foremost. Uh, the second part of that, though, too, is, again, take your dad to go get fit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that way you can find out exactly if he needs, you know, graphite or the set makeup or the flex that he even needs. So things of that nature. Uh, the two advantages to graphite uh, for certain players, number one is weight. You can get a lighter weight shaft in graphite than you can in steel. And number two, they tend to be less harsh on the body. Mm. So if you have arthritis or if you have tendonitis, uh, having a graphite shaft tends to be not as harsh on mishits, especially because the, the vibration is not as strong. So if, if in fact, your father is, uh, is you know, has physical pain from, from tendonitis or something similar to that, then graphite is a little softer. It can help with that. But, right. but I agree with Steven. It's points one and points two. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to break a misconception out there is that uh, graphite is not any you know less uh, manly, manly or, yeah, or stable, stable or whatever yeah. than yeah. steel. I mean, it, it, how graphite's made these days, it's very, very good and very consistent. And in some cases, even uh, as far as the process is concerned, even better than steel. So uh, don't give it, you know, don't knock it. Definitely try it, and there's a lot of good options out there that are, you know, 
uh, very consistent and very good, similar to Steel. All right, awesome, awesome. Uh, Troy Goal, we're going to move right along, you guys. I was custom, this is from Troy Goal. He was custom fit for his Apex Irons a couple years ago. How often do you recommend getting custom fit? Every time you buy new irons, question mark? I'm guessing my specs will change as I age. Uh, parentheses, uh, swing speed slow down, etc. Uh, with a sad face. Um, interesting. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Troy is asking, listen, does he need to get custom fit for every single set of irons that he buys? I think you uh, alluded to the answer in the previous question. But right, a little bit, on. but it's always good to get a checkup. Yeah. Just like going to the doctor, right? <laughs> you got to go and make sure that your specs are very yo, similar. Yo, this guy's got metaphors for days. The suit, <laughs> it's like getting a new suit. It's like going to the doctor. I mean, this is why we bring you on, Steven. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> case in point, uh, for myself, just kind of speaking from experience, is I was playing a standard set thinking I'm a guy standard off the rack. But, you know, things change and don't get to play as much golf. And now I'm, you know. 25 from the inside and I've got to have three <laughs> degrees flat. So, you know, you guys got to kind of play with what you have um, unless you're obviously you're working on your game. But the the story of it is, is that make sure, yeah, you get your specs checked out because the other part of it too is after banging balls on either mats, playing, so on and so forth, um, the specs on your irons could actually change too. Mm, a little bit. Interesting. A little that, bit. That is interesting. I would add uh, if you are happy with your current irons, like for example, uh, a popular question is, oh, I have it. Uh, when we went from Apex to Apex CF16, uh, we got a question like, should I keep my same shaft, for example? I would recommend if you're happy with the performance, you're happy with the feel, you can keep the same shaft, but you definitely should get fit for the head to make sure the spin rates are right in the right window because you might need to adjust lofts and gapping because, you know, when uh, we go from an iron like original Apex to the Apex CF16 that had the face cup, you might pick up a little distance and you need to adjust your yardage and your gapping. And obviously, lie angle as your swing changes, your lie angle changes. Usually, length is not going to change over time. Uh, so, the answer is you can keep certain things. You know, in general, I need this shaft. Um, but I, I do recommend get just getting that checkup for lie angle and, and loft packages, All right. especially with woods. Yeah, but. I mean, you could use your current set and what you have as a baseline and go from there, too. Yep. That's the big thing. All right, yep. awesome. All right, last question, you guys, for part four here. Um, and since they're actually back-to-back, -back, we're going to couple them all together. Uh, so Jeremy Soil and Jeff O, they both, they both actually want um, single episodes dedicated to jailbreak technology. Um, but... Since they asked it in this forum, we are going to just uh, give them, I guess, a little 101 of jailbreak in a fitting sense. So, Nate, so, why don't you give them a quick 101? Yes. Yeah, so uh, a couple minutes left. So, first comment, it's Jeremy so ill because he is Yo, ill. Oh, I love that. Jer I thought he's it, our boy. I didn't even see the second <laughs> L there. He's our boy glasses. from the cup, THP. He's the man. I love it. I partnered with him. He's a good the, guy. The dude is is, is great, yeah, great is. player and good guy. Uh, okay. So, jailbreak is not a fitting story jailbreak is a ball speed story so mm. there's no adjustments we can make to jailbreak mm. there's no i mean the only so you can't put three bars in it I if wish. you want <laughs> the only adjustment you need to make is that you're going to be prepared to hit it farther so right. it's really about ball speed and, and the way that works uh for the technical minded people out there is that impact the crown and the soul want to separate from one another uh, because as the face goes in they have to push up and when that happens, it sends a ripple of energy that dissipates throughout the entire club head. Right. What jailbreak does is it connects the sole to the crown so that at impact, the crown and the sole cannot separate. And as a result, that energy dissipation cannot dissipate through the head. The only place it can like go... a fixed spot. 
is be when right the, the face. Yeah, when the chassis is stiff, the only place that energy can go is back to the only flexible part, which is the face. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a more efficient energy transfer back into the golf ball. And that's the magic of jailbreak. Um, and so it's, it, it really is just a technology built into the club, uh, but it's not, it's not a fitting story. Uh, we haven't really seen it has big impacts on spin and launch and anything like that. It just is with the same swing, we're getting more ball speed. Right. So, Stephen, they don't have to change. Um, if they get uh, an epic driver, they don't have to change the shaft because of jailbreak, right? No, hope, hope right. not. Right. No, yeah, just like <laughs> Nate said, I mean, the ball's going to go much further. Uh, it's going to be hotter off the face, be more stable, and uh, that technology is only, you know, it's only going to help, uh, and and there's no reason to worry about anything else. All right, sweet. All right, well, you guys, that's a wrap. We did it. Part four of uh, the fitting room mailbag. Uh, Steven, where could uh, somebody hit you up on Twitter if they have a question for you personally? If they want to ask you out on a date, uh, they want a dinner <laughs> recommendation, what could, where can they hit you up? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's Steven S underscore CG. Hey, nice. hey, Steven, will you come back for episode five? Or, I, I'd, or, I'd love to come back. Wow, you guys, the, you guys are great, man. The, the early early invite. We got him. We got him. Wow, the <laughs> early invite. Nate, yeah. how could they hit you up on Twitter uh, or the N-A- community? N-A-Y-D-E-L-M-A-N-C-G, Nadelman C-G. All right, awesome. And then I am AJVCG on the Calway community, AJ Vopel, V-O-E-L-P-E-L-C-G on Twitter. Uh, so uh, we will be back with uh, probably another uh, rendition of the Fitting Room Mailbag. So we will catch you soon. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>